0: Hello everyone, welcome back to Unsearch the Podcast, and if you're new, welcome, I'm so happy to have you. I'm your host, Fiona Mary, and on today's episode, I'm more than happy to announce Lexi, who has started her own clothing brand while in high school with her own artwork and is now running her own small clothing brand. Without further ado, Lexi. Hi, how are you? I'm good. It's so nice to meet you. Thank you so much for coming on Unstitched. Of course. I'm so excited. You're actually my first guest and I couldn't be happier if you look at the shirt. Amazing. Amazing.
1: (laughs) So did you just decide to like start a podcast one day?
0: basically i think that'd be a good way of saying it um my my sister actually has a podcast so like podcasts were like a part of my life and then i was like oh like i could do something like this but hmm. that's so
1: good. cool i love listening to podcasts i listen to them every single day when i
0: have to go to work for, and walk. but so lexi tell me about yourself you know like tell me <laughs> who you are how you define yourself and like if you were to introduce yourself like as a character in a book how would you do it like is she shy is she outgoing like aspirations and values I know those are deep questions but tell me what tell me who (laughs) tell me who you
1: are that's a really good question um I mean I think it's kind of always changing and I think I've changed a lot um just with quarantine as well like I feel like I'm kind of a different person than if you were to ask me that like, a year ago, but um, I'd say I'm definitely, like, a self-starter, like, I do, I'm very independent, like, right now, I'm living on my own, you can see, because this whole frame is just, like, the only part of my apartment, like, there's nothing else, Um, I like to make things for myself, do things for myself, and I think in that way, I'm kind of introverted, because I like to like keep to myself and I don't necessarily like love working with others. Like I would love to work for myself when I'm older. Like that's my main goal. Um, but then also like, I think I am very sociable because I feel most at home when I'm around other people, like other people that I like, and I'm like learning about others and just talking to them about our like different lives. So I think it's kind of a nice balance. Um, but like, you can kind of see, like, because I did start my business, like, <laughs> um, I, I think I would characterize myself as a pretty hard worker. And if I kind of like put my mind to something, like, I will get there <laughs> any means necessary. Um, So yeah, that's a little bit, I don't know if you have like more specific questions
0: in that, but I don't know yeah. if I covered it. That's, that's incredible. I, I love hearing things like that because, you know, I'm 16 and I'm in high school and you see so many girls, especially, and guys, if you like look at it, even though they might not show it, like afraid to step out, be different from the crowd. And like this afraid to be the self-starter that you are being an advocate for. And that's incredible to see. And being yourself when you're with yourself and like making making your own brand like incredible so if if you don't mind me asking how like how old are you and like you're in Australia right yeah so yeah, h- yeah. so how'd you where are you from and how'd you get to Australia
1: <laughs> okay so well I'm 18 right now to answer your first question um but I lived here in 11th grade for like the whole year like an abroad just no just because my dad's job so like my whole family just moved here for a year he had a project but we moved back and then I graduated a little bit early from high school and so I had some time before college kind of like a gap semester I guess you could say Um, but I had permanent residency in Australia already and like with there's no COVID here like everyone's just living their lives so so I was like might as well just like go to a land with no COVID and like all my friends and like it's summer so it just kind of worked out
0: (laughs) yeah my mom is a friend in Australia and and it's she loves it she's like there's no COVID here and Mm like oh my gosh so (laughs) so you grew up in Australia and then where else like
1: well I So I like grew up pretty much my whole life in Los Angeles. Like I just, I've lived here now for probably a year and a half, like cumulative, but the rest of my life I've grown up in Los Angeles. So, um, very different I wouldn't recommend it (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) for
1: two out of five stars, (laughs) but yeah. So, I mean, the one thing I will say, say the one thing I will say about Los Angeles is like, kind of like you were saying how people are kind of scared to like go their own way and like kind of step outside their comfort zone, especially when they're um, like teens and tweens. That's one thing I do really like about LA is that everyone is doing something creative and like they're really not afraid to like go big, sometimes like maybe too big, but like <laughs> it's just so cool like seeing everyone has their own thing. Like if it's like a podcast or like they're filming a mo- Oh, like just a movie with their friends, yeah, or yeah, just stuff like that. But I really
0: have grown to appreciate that about LA. How do you think that environment and even like your environment at home drove you to start Serotonin LA and like it to become as successful and gr- growingly successful as it is now? Um, that's a good question. Um, I think
1: like more intimately, like in terms of just my home life, like my parents both um, work like in creative industries. And so that's always been like a huge part of my household. And also like they've, I've, I've had so many like (laughs) just random businesses, like as I was growing up, just something I'd love to do. Even if it was just like selling like ice cream on the street, just small things like that. And like a bunch of them failed and were horrible ideas, but like my parents always um told me to like keep going and like keep creating keep making businesses if that's something I want to do like think about it don't just like go into it and like throw your money at things but like you can create things especially like even if you're a girl because like I feel like this just like the entrepreneurship and business totally. industry especially and yeah it's especially in like higher education. Like if you want to go into that in college, it's so dominated by men. So I think I owe that to my parents and also going to an all-girls school. Yeah. Um, to kind of, yeah, that was like, uh, that is why I think I was able to like have the confidence, I guess, to kind of create my own thing. Yeah,
0: that that's incredible. And like, just, girls environment shows how like girls are successful and have just as much ability to be successful as every other person and my sister goes to an all-girls college and so it's cool to see that how the environment like affects what you have the confidence and like knowledge of knowing yourself that you could be able to do that
1: yeah for sure I think like when you, I would not, (laughs) I would not recommend going to an all-girls school, just like developmentally. Mm -hmm. But one thing I can, like, I am thankful for is that like, when you are at an all-girls school, like every person in like a position of power in like student government or like sports teams, heads of clubs, like they're all women. So when you're like growing up around that, you kind of internalize that even if you don't really realize. So it's kind of just like, okay, I can be in politics. Like I can be in this position of power just growing up like alongside that so I am thankful for that part
0: that's cool you know because I always like in the girl schools around my area everyone's like it, it sucks I hate it like there, you know, a lot of there's a lot of like negativity surrounding like all girl schools from my experience and it's really inspiring to hear the positives and like because it's it's true that it's hard to see like girls in politics and stuff like that did you ever find yourself being a leader like in clubs or like being the first one to raise your hand or something like that like do you do you prefer to like observe or like put yourself in like foot first or head first I'm not sure the expression
1: (laughs) um I mean I think I definitely am just like naturally more of a leader Mm -hmm. I don't know Like, it's not something I choose to be. I feel like that's just kind of, like, how I operate. Like, in elementary school, yeah, whenever there were, like, group, like, assignments or, like, I went to a really hippie elementary school. So, like, everything was a play. Like, we did, like, 20 plays a year. And so just, like, like organizing things and, like, getting things together, just making sure everyone's, like, happy and, like, doing their own things. Like, I just have always done that naturally. Um, And I think, like, it's it's so important for everyone to, like, leave space for others as well and, like, observe sometimes and not just, like, put yourself in the middle of everything every single time because that's, like, a bit obnoxious and you're not letting other people, like, grow.
0: Totally. Um, Balance is everything. In, like, every circumstance, there can be balance. And I sort of find that with you know, you can see when you're in a classroom and you're in a room, you can see like who feels comfortable in the position of leadership. And it's it's cool to see people like standing up or like even like observing because minds are just as powerful. So now to, I'd like to know the story of serotonin LA. So from the beginning, where did it come up and how, how did, how did you make the first steps and what were those first steps? What were like the first failures? And I know it's a lot of questions, but just, you know, tell me the beginning and what the beginning of starting um, a clothing brand was like.
1: Of course. Yeah. Well, basically I was in quarantine and so I, did have the luxury of like having a bunch of extra time at the beginning which is how I think I was like able to start this because like it's so hard when you're like a junior in high school and then like also trying to start a business but like I had some free time and I just I've always been like really into clothes especially in the past couple years and I hate spending my own money so I would always like make my own clothes and like alter and just I was like learning how to sew like just random stuff like that. And I started making like just like small designs. And I just sold them to my friends. And like the first one I made was literally just like a white crew neck with a photo of Joe Exotic from Tiger King. Oh, no, like, that's
0: sold- so funny.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I just sold that just to like my friends. Um, but I realized like through that, I kind of l- began to like look into the world of like where you buy blank um clothes and like how you produce them and stuff like that and so I just honestly I just started drawing like I'm not I've never been like a drawer or like an artist but I just started um drawing on like an iPad yeah um just I think like it was like three designs and Mm -hmm. I just put it on my like um snapchat store i was like do you think anyone would like buy this like would you buy this just like give me any and all of your feedback and so i just kind of like workshopped it i guess with my friends and like my friends are so honest so like yeah they it's really nice, just, nice. yeah no it's really helpful to have and so they just like gave me all their feedback and so i think i had like three like three or four main designs um, at the end of the day. And that was in like March, like yeah. end of March last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then like a big thing that I didn't want to do, like I heard just said, I don't like spending my money was like invest a ton of money without like knowing where it would go. So, and I took an entrepreneurship course, um, in senior year too. So now I know like, kind of the terminology for it but like you kind of want to have like a sample product that you can show instead of like mass producing like a bunch and then like just hoping they would sell that's like kind of how you can like save your money a bit and so what I did was I just made one of each which was like such minimal money that I had to spend and I ended up yeah (laughs) and I ended up um Going to the garment district in LA, which is just like this strip of, um, in downtown Los Angeles, this strip of like factories and like manufacturers and like wholesale, um, clothes basically, and so, I just sourced. Um, my main thing was like I want to make baby tees because I love yeah. baby tees.
0: Same, same, yeah. same. Mm-hmm.
1: It's my favorite, and so I just first thing I did was like, try to find the right fit for a baby tee. And then once I did that, I made um, the, I made like the prototypes, like how I was talking about like just one of each. And then I just posted them on Depop just to see. And I was like, don't buy this. Just would you buy this? If this was on the market, like give me any and all of your feedback. I just wanted to collect like so much feedback and so much insight instead of just like putting it out there and, like, hoping for the best. I, I think I'm just a perfectionist in that way. But um, so then once I got everything, like, super put together, I literally, I didn't even buy any and make any shirts until, like, people bought them at the beginning. Like, I didn't uh-huh. have any. In stock. Like, made I just,
0: to like, order?
1: Yeah. Because I didn't know how many people would order it at all. So I just, and in, in, it'll actually be a year
0: on May 27th. So oh, congratulations. Yeah. yeah Cause you. I remember this shirt that I'm wearing from Sarah LA, the little cuter, cute girl says what's on tonight. Um, mm-hmm. I found it on Depop, and then mm-hmm. my friend got it for me for my birthday. And it was like, one of those things where I like liked, and then it might've even said like, do not buy. And I just liked it just to have in my life. Yeah. To be, like, Okay. So maybe I can find something like this that I can buy. And then she got it for me. I was like, oh my gosh, like this is adorable. Like in real person, like it's like how you want a baby tee to fit. But like I was saying earlier about like the environment, like hearing that you're able to have that garment district is so cool. And the creativity and entrepreneurship just from the beginning. So after you started Sarah Turner in LA, where did it sort of take off and like, where, where has it grown till where it is now, where you know, like some people with more of a following have it, and like you're getting orders, and like how is it being run? Like I, w- I was with my friend today, and she was wearing one of these, and I had told her I was like, yesterday I was like, guess what I'm doing tomorrow, and then she, I was like, <laughs> but so tell me where you started to see like a takeoff, and where you've gotten, where yeah. it's at today, and.
1: Um, well, that's first of all, that's so cute that she bought you it for your your birthday. That's amazing. Um (laughs) well I think the way that I can attribute the growth of my business just is TikTok, like in a word. Mm -hmm. Um, it's such a powerful marketing tool. And just one TikTok in the beginning went like kind of viral, like it got a lot of views and then that is like literally what kickstarted my business and like got me the first bit of money that I could like invest back into the business and like continue to grow and right now like pretty much all of my business doesn't come from TikTok anymore which is like really good because it's like word of mouth like other socials but like as a starting point it was so good just to like blast the name and designs out there to people that I would never have been able to reach at all before. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was definitely like the first, um, bit of growth that I experienced. Um, and it really has been like a steady increase ever since, like I hear of brands who like one really famous celebrity wears their, um, clothes once and then they get like 5,000 orders the next day. Like that has not happened to my brand. Um, and it has been like a really steady increase, which is like, it's good because it's reliable. Um, and like, hopefully I can one day get like a mass increase of orders, but it's just been slowly through like PR packages and like getting the word out that way. And through like TikTokers posting it on their socials, um, other influencers, I've gone to like a couple markets, like outdoor markets, sold it that way. That's a really good word of mouth in LA. Um, like Pinterest, honestly, Depop Mm -hmm. as well. And like, I have a form when you buy my um, clothes, that's like, oh, how did you hear about us? And that's so helpful because I can see like, which social channels and like where these people are hearing about it. Like if it's a specific influencer, like which influencers are more effective, Mm -hmm. like actually getting to people. So yeah, right now I would say it's definitely like a steady climb and I'm really happy with the place that it's at right now. Like, I mean, I never imagined that it would like be, it's still like a really small business. Like I'm going to yeah. humble myself in that way. No, like, no,
0: totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not talking um, like, like yeah. designer wholesale. No, 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 no. You're, you're doing great. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, it's like, it's, it's small, but like, it's a lot bigger than I thought it would be when I started. Um, and I'm like, thankful for that. I'm so happy because it's like something I actually like to do. And it was hard because in the middle there, like when I was in senior year and I made, like I made every single shirt until January of this year.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: so like, I kind of started to like lose my like love for it, I guess, or like my desire to like have this business because it was so taxing and just exhausting. Like I would go to school, then go to my like actual job, like minimum wage job and then come home and then have to make like 50 shirts and then like go to bed. And I was just like exhausted. And it wasn't like what I like to do about the business. It was just manual labor pretty much.
0: Totally. Totally. It's the dirty work
1: yeah exactly and like my entrepreneurship teacher she told me something that I still remember she was like in order to grow your business you need to work on it not in it so oh. like in, yeah it was really helpful because it's like I need to delegate and I need to like spend money like allowing other people to like help take some of this work on so I'm not like killing myself so I'm allowed to like spend time on other things I like doing like marketing and making like actually making the designs and stuff like that so that's what I'm doing now I'm learning to delegate and I have an employee now who's in um Los Angeles so she does all the packaging for me so it's so much better now for me like uh, mentally emotionally
0: so what's your position right now and what are you doing like from Australia I'm not I haven't done my research. If you guys are shipping from Australia or to Australia.
1: No. Yeah. We still operate out of the U S because that's like where most of my customers are from. And so shipping is just like so much cheaper. And like, that's where my manufacturer is and everything. So yeah, my employee kind of like handles everything shipping related in the U S and she sends out all the things from LA and I, do like all the administrative stuff. So I like organize all the labels to send to her. I do all the marketing, i run all the socials and I like coordinate with like the manufacturer and like getting to her house. And um, yeah, I pretty much like do everything now besides packaging and shipping. Yeah. And it's so nice to have some help with that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Finding, finding the love because you're not like seeing the hate, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So Very generic question, but where do you see serotonin LA in like another year, like based on your growth from this year? And then like, even in like multiple years, like, would you consider selling it? Or like, what are you seeing? And what do you desire for your growth? That's a good question, actually. Um, well, I
1: want to continue with it, like, as long as I can. And I really do hope that, like, it would be a dream if it became big enough that I could like, make it into my career in some aspect. Like, I would just love that. Like, how I said, like, I'd love to work for myself and create something. Mm-hmm. Um, and, hmm, well, I'm going to college in the fall, but I really to need to... Yeah, thank you. Um, but I am trying to coordinate it so that I can still do it from college, which is like completely possible because I'm doing it from here. Yeah. Um, but I do think it'll be like a little bit harder to like it's a it's already been a bit hard not being in LA running it because that's like really where I have all like my connections and like all these like influencers and people. I know like they're all in LA, but I think I can still like successfully run it from Chicago, which is where I'm going to school. Um, and I hope that it becomes like what I want, what I, my goal is like, when you say like the name of the business and you're like in the target demographic, kind of like you've heard of it or, you know, someone who's heard of it in that sense. So like, that's the goal. I don't know if we'll get there, but hopefully I can just like continue to grow steadily. Like I am now and get to a point where I can, like the more you grow and the more money you have, like the more creative freedom you have too, which is why it's totally. more fun. So
0: yeah, I hope I like, <laughs> money is fun. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah it really is. Um, so yeah, I hope I can expand and grow if I can.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've loved seeing your brand grow and I love your clothing. I'm a huge, I love bright colors and I've been happy following along. I know here I'll actually show you the photo today that my friend and I took and she is in the LA is toxic making, I'll put this probably on the podcast, but. That's her sort of funny photo. Um, That's so cute. And she was the one who bought me this shirt. So she bought me this shirt. Then she got one for herself. And then <laughs> um, her, we were with our other friend, and I was talking about it, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, I just ordered something." So, <laughs> your target demographic, at least in my little um, friends, are <laughs> we love it. And I'm so 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 happy to talk to you today. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. It means the world. Of course. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I hope everyone enjoyed this very special episode of Unstitched. And special, huge, big pink sparkly thank you to Lexi. being the first guest on unstitched make sure to go check out serotonin la their clothes are adorable and so cool and beautifully designed and i hope lexi's story really inspired you i know it inspires me her passion and drive and stay tuned for some special things coming up with unstitched have a wonderful day and afternoon or evening night Bye!